in the teachings of the Buddha, he recommended many different kinds of meditation practice, including contemplating one's experience around a particular theme. And these contemplations can actually lead to a lot of mental bliss, deep states of concentration, as the mind, in a sense, gives itself to the reflection 100%. doesn't mean getting tight, of course, but just being wholehearted in sustaining the reflection. So one of these reflections that's encouraged is for one to reflect on one's sila, one's ethical conduct, or one's integrity. So I'll guide us through a particular way to do that reflection tonight. And remember, we're bringing this theme to mind in order to engage our attention completely. We show up using this, this theme to gather the energies of the mind. So we'll begin by contemplating in terms of our experience, in terms of our actions, contemplating the experience of non-harming. So we'll begin at this basic level of reflecting, not just today, but over the past, reflecting in all the little and big ways the mind has experienced, has practiced non-harming all the experiences of restraint, holding back appropriately from actions that might have caused or might cause harm, And as you reflect on your life in this way, you might bring to mind places in your life where you naturally have a wholesome concern. Something simple like how when you're driving on a highway or freeway, there's this moral quality of concern, like really being attentive not to get too close to the person in front of you because you don't want to cause harm. You don't want to increase the probability of causing harm. Or when you're around a particular person who you know is easy to upset, who feels vulnerable a lot, how quite naturally there's a lot of concern about what you say, to be careful about what you say so as not to harm. Or another expression of the restraint that you can contemplate as you think about the past and your present circumstances is how appropriate or wholesome regret, like those places of regret in your life that stand as a monument to places where you've made mistakes in the past and you don't want to forget. It's important to remember 
And that pain of regret stands as a reminder, honey, don't do that again. That didn't turn out very well. So we're just thinking about our life in terms of places where we practice non-harming, places where we've learned from our mistakes and so there's regret there, places in our life where we're concerned, where we feel close to making mistakes, so we want to be concerned not to fall into that bad action. We'll take a couple minutes of silence now. all the different ways that regret and concern help you avoid harming the body, harming yourself in any way, and help you to avoid harming others. We're learning to recognize and appreciate the force of regret, wholesome regret and wholesome concern. Buddha considered these forces in the mind great guardians, great protectors. You might think of them in terms of your sexual activity, being a sexual being, and how you're careful in different ways so as not to cause yourself or others harm, or if you've made mistakes in the past, how the regret, the feeling of pain, remembrance of pain, can protect you, help clarify situations when, similar situations when they might arise.
also around drugs and alcohol and other consumption patterns, how concern and regret are protecting forces in your life at times, or just generally the practice of restraint, holding back, not doing what the mind is inclined to do. So we'd like to experience the bliss, the goodness, recognizing the positive force of restraint operating in the mind, expressed as wholesome concern and wholesome regret for mistakes that have been made in the past. You might bring to mind all of the issues and activities around money in your lives and how restraint, wholesome restraint arises and appreciating the wholesome restraint, wholesome regret, wholesome concern. Just appreciating these positive forces, protecting forces in your mind around money, around power, status,
where we can reflect on sila by looking at the different areas, non-harming, in terms of what we take, or how we engage as a sexual being in society with others, what we consume. We can think about that, reflect on sila in terms of the wholesome forces of regret and concern and restraint. Just appreciate these positive forces built into the heart and mind. But you can also relate or reflect on sila in a more positive way. You could think about this or reflect on how non-harming, for example, not taking what isn't given, how the mind is aspires to this, or even in a relative wholesome sense, identifies with being the one who doesn't take what isn't given, or being the one who doesn't harm others, who doesn't kill insects, or doesn't do this or that to harm other beings. So we're looking at all the ways the mind has a positive identity in terms of non-harming, in terms of not taking what isn't given. You can work through each of the precepts, in fact. Not causing harm through sexuality, sexual activity. Not speaking in ways that are harmful. But putting it into a positive ideal that one aspires to, that one gravitates towards, that one sees oneself as. I'm the one who speaks in a wise way. Doesn't say more than what is needed. To see that or those positive ideals in our lives as a wholesome force, a protecting force, In the same way that a negative ideal, like being identified with being a bad person, would be a real weight in our lives. In a relative sense, being identified, aspiring to some positive ideal, bring about a a nice sense of self-worth or self-esteem, feeling good about the goodness of the heart. Let's take some time, reflect on the five precepts in this way. So beginning with non-harming, we could call this a reverence for life. So reflecting on how there is a reverence for life, how that looks and feels in your life.
how this positive ideal arises in terms of the second precept of not taking what isn't given. So just this aspiration to be a generous person or to live with contentedness, simplicity, seeing that as a positive ideal in your life, what that looks like, what that feels like. Again, appreciating these beautiful ideals that are already established in the mind. Any kind of wholesome respect around sexual activity, honoring it, not being afraid of it, creating, however you've been able to, creating a positive context, even if you're celibate or not engaged often in sexual activity, just how you can relate to this part of the mind and body in a positive way. How you found a way to relate to it in a positive way. How it can be a beautiful, appropriate activity at times. Not causing harm in any way. Whether that's through the activity of celibacy or the activity of a monogamous relationship or whatever that might look like in your life. How is it that being a sexual being by definition, how is that, how is it that this can be expressed in a positive way in our lives? Not just be something we have to control or restrain ourselves around. around speech, instead of thinking about sila and speech in terms of restraining ourselves from misspeaking, bringing to mind all the beautiful ways speech can be used as a form of healing, form of expressing kindness, speaking the truth in a way that clarifies what needs to be clarified, 
that beautiful commitment to truthfulness. appreciating that commitment the mind has to speaking the truth, to speaking in ways that are helpful, speaking at the right time in the right way so that the speech is useful, has a wholesome purpose. And finally, reflecting on all of our different consumption patterns, the way we consume. And seeing that in a very positive light, like what is the positive aspiration we have around consumption of food, of other items, Consuming in ways that aren't contributing to harm. Being thoughtful about the choices. Modest or content, so not taking more than is needed. Consuming things that actually bring about health, not just in our own body and mind, but also in the society more generally. most refined way we can think about sila, reflect on sila, appreciate the sila in our lives, the integrity in our lives, is to bring to mind all the moments, all the ways that the mind, the body, the heart naturally and effortlessly expressed this reverence for life, not because it wanted to, but it was almost an effortless expression when the mind is free of self-centered dramas, free of narrow, tight, fear-based perspectives, then non-harming, non-stealing, not engaging in sexual misconduct, not lying and speaking harshly, All of these things are natural, the natural result of a mind not confused by self-centered dramas. 
So just reflect on those moments when sila seemed effortless, beautiful, natural. We weren't trying to be good, but what we said, what we did, how we acted was really appropriate and useful and healing. Just appreciating those moments, appreciating that way of being. This reflection on sila can be grounded right here and now. There is this mind and body right here and now, this life right here, right now. And appreciating right here and now this activity, this commitment to the activity of non-harming, of love and care, and contentedness. Appreciating that this way of being right now, right here, is a real gift to ourselves and to others. Learning to appreciate the beauty of sila. This great expression of non-harming, the Buddha says, is the greatest, most beautiful adornment one can have. Better than any jewels, the heart committed, living out of non-harming. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.